0: All right, another example of a limit at infinity. Let's make it more interesting. Let's make it negative infinity. 5x plus 6x squared on top over 2x squared on the bottom. Now, if you try to do a direct substitution in your mind, you're going to have negative infinity plus 6 times uh, negative infinity squared, which will be positive infinity. So it, it gets very confusing very quickly. Who knows what negative infinity plus infinity squared on top over infinity squared on the bottom is equal to without investigating further. So this is indeterminate just like zero over zero is indeterminate. So um, a lot of times students will think, oh, they put in infinity here or negative infinity and they get an answer. Doesn't work that easily for this one. So instead, do you remember what we did on the last example? We rewrote this a different way. you if you like to investigate feel free to graph this y equals parentheses 5x plus 6x squared on top over 2x squared in parentheses on the bottom and see if you can figure out where the graph is going as x goes toward negative infinity way way to the left Um, and you might get y equals 3 now how did I get that so fast because I know a trick and the way to the trick is to rewrite this as limit over, limit as x goes to negative infinity of the first term divided by 2x squared plus the second term. If this were a minus here, then it would just be minus 6x squared over 2x squared in parentheses. And then I simplify, if I can, before I try to evaluate the limit. Because look. Infinity, Negative infinity over negative infinity squared is still indeterminate as is infinity squared over infinity squared. So I need to rewrite by simplifying. So I'm going to rewrite this limit. And I have 5x over 2x squared is 5 over 2x plus 6x squared over 2x squared is 3 because x can't be 0 from the original function. So x squared over x squared is not 0 over 0, so it's equal to 1. And x over x squared is not 0 over 0 squared, so it's equal to 1 over x. So I simplified by canceling x's, right? So I have 5 over 2x plus 3. Now let's see if we can evaluate the limit. The limit as x goes to negative infinity of 5 over 2x means we have a constant 5 on top over something going to negative infinity on the bottom. So 5 pizzas divided by an infinite number of negative people is basically 0 pizza for anybody, right? So the limit is 0 because you have a variable on the bottom and a constant on the top. And the variable is going to either positive or negative infinity, then you get 0. So I have 0 plus 3. It's my limit. As I mentioned before, you might notice it looks like you have a horizontal asymptote of y equals 3. That's because you do have a horizontal asymptote of y equals 3 for the function y equals 5x plus 6x squared all over 2x squared. Now, I mentioned that I knew a trick. You might see the trick. Where do you think the 3 came from? You'll notice that the 3 came from the 6x squared over the 2x squared right? The other term went to zero. It went to zero because you had a variable in the bottom and a constant on the top. And the line before that had 5x on top and 2x squared on the bottom. So you notice you had a higher power of x on the bottom than you had on top. So the higher power of x shows up at the end as 2x and you just have 5 on top. So you have more in the bottom than you have on the top. So remember, when you divide by larger and larger numbers on the bottom, overall, you go to 0. That corresponds to a higher power in the denominator than in the numerator. Whatever term has a higher power in the denominator than in the numerator, that's going to go to 0. So the 5x over the 2x squared ended up not having anything to do with our final limit value. What did affect our limit, our answer, was the 6x squared over the 2x squared. And why is that? Because the x squared's canceled. We had x squared over x squared so we had 3 times 1 basically, right? And 3 times 1 is just 3 and the limit of a constant is just the constant back again and so when the powers matched top and bottom then we ended up with this limit of three and so you can see that there was a relationship between the highest power in the numerator and the highest power in the denominator and even more than that the leading terms now I apologize if this looks familiar to you I hope it does because it was in section 1.7 you have the leading terms of 6 x squared on top over 2x squared on the bottom and that reduces down to 3 and that's your limit talking about it in terms of like real life or realistically if X is going to negative infinity or positive infinity. Does adding 5x do much to 6x squared? The most powerful term in the numerator is the one with the highest power. Just think of it that way, the highest power is the most powerful. So the 6x squared is the one that really affects the long run behavior of the graph. The long run behavior for very large x values and for very negative x values, x going to negative infinity, 6x squared is the most powerful term. That's why it's called the leading term. It leads the way in terms of where the graph is going. On the bottom, the 2x squared is the most powerful term. It's the only one in this case. But as you'll see in the very next example, you can have more than one term down here, and then you cannot do this technique. So the 2x squared compared to the 6x squared, they're kind of equal in power, right? Think of it in terms of the military. They have equal rank. So they cancel each other out. And what's left is 6 over 2, or 3. So let me show you why you need to do it this way, as opposed to just always dividing the denominator into the numerator. I mentioned that you can't, you can't always count on being able to divide the denominator into the numerator. Let's take the very same function, except we're going to add 1 to the denominator. Actually, I'm going to subtract one because it makes it more interesting. If you look at the graph, I don't need those parentheses, but I can put them. If you graph this, where you put parentheses 2x squared minus 1 in the denominator, you're going to see that changes your your short-run behavior. It changes your vertical asymptote. Now you have a vertical asymptote at positive square root of a half and negative square root of a half. If I set the denominator equal to zero, I can see that. So you can see that your graph is different. This is a different function from the one we just looked at. It's also different because I could divide the 2x squared minus 1 into each term. Don't write this. Just watch. If I if i divide the 2x squared minus 1 into each term i can see actually that that I, I kind of i have a smaller power on the top than i have on the bottom so if you're comfortable with this you might see oh well as x goes to negative infinity this thing is going to get larger on the bottom faster kind of like food supply on top and number of people on the bottom. If you have more people, if you have people growing faster than food supply, over time you're going to run out, right? So you have a faster growth in the bottom, so over time this is going to go to zero. But over here, this minus one might throw us off, right? We can't just cancel the x squareds. I know you might want to, but we cannot cancel x squareds because we have a minus one here. There is a technique that you might have learned, which is to divide top and bottom by x squared every term. And that'll work for you. This book doesn't teach that. And I think in the long run, it's, it's most useful for a specific kind of problem. But in general, I think it's easiest for students to instead look at the fact that our leading terms, and again, don't write this because I'm going to start over the way you would do the problem. The leading terms are right here, 6x squared and 2x squared. Those cancel to 3, and this goes to 0. So you can see that you you do get 3 again. But let me show you a different way. This is a different function, and I can't just divide the 2x squared minus 1 into the numerator and solve the problem. I can do it, but it doesn't help me that much. So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the leading terms. And the justification for it is right here. As x goes to negative infinity, actually your book calls them dominant terms, sorry. Every book's different and I'm used to using the word leading, but Dominant is a very good word because the 6x squared is more dominant than 5x. It's more powerful, right? The dominant terms are the terms that determine the value of the limit, the long-run behavior of the limit, of the function. As x goes to negative infinity or positive infinity, so let's write as x goes to positive or negative infinity, the dominant terms are the terms that determine the value of the limit. So therefore, and this only works if we're going to positive or negative infinity. Don't start doing this for all your limits to make them easier. Only the ones that go to positive or negative infinity The limit as x goes to negative infinity of 5x plus 6x squared over 2x squared minus 1 is the very same limit as the limit as x goes to negative infinity of the dominant term in the numerator over the dominant term in the denominator. What made it dominant in the numerator was having the highest power. And in the denominator, the term with the highest power was 2x squared. So the terms with the highest power are really the only ones that affect our limits in the long run, as x goes to infinity or negative infinity. And the best way to explain this is to look at the denominator of the original limit, 2x squared minus 1. If you've got infinity squared times 2, if someone says, oh, here, I'll help you out. I'll take away one of the things you have to carry, and you've got infinity squared things to carry. Are they really helping you that much? It's like you're all loaded down with boxes, and they take off a little piece of paper on the top. That's not really going to help you in terms of lightening your load, is it? So subtracting 1 doesn't do much to affect infinity squared, does it? And in the long run, it actually does nothing to to infinity squared. So 2x squared is dominant over minus 1 when x is either very large, positive infinity, or x goes to very small values, negative infinity. So I can, in a sense, ignore all the other terms except for the dominant terms on top and bottom, if my limits go to positive or negative infinity. So I take my leading or dominant terms, depending on which you prefer, and then I simplify. (laughs) 6x squared over 2x squared reduces down to 3. And what's the limit as x approaches negative infinity of 3? The limit of a constant is just the constant back again. So the x squared over x squared goes to 1, And the limit of 3 is 3 back again. So now we're going to do a lot more examples and go from there.